Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So this is the first of only two so far uh, movies that aren't... It's a Star Wars movie, but it doesn't follow the Skywalker saga. So it's not like episode you know, eight or episode whatever. It's just a standalone Star Wars movie. What's and, the other one? Uh, solo. Oh. <laughs> so we'll go more into that and why there are only two so far. But um, that was their plan originally is to do like a Star Wars movie, like a main Star Wars movie, and then one of these spinoffs and then, you know, alternate back and forth. So, I mean, I guess they did do that, but then they just kind of abruptly stopped. And then... Um, you know, of course, they have these shows like The Mandarin, Mandarin, Jesus, I'm still on Iron Man 3, uh, The Mandalorian, and um, which is a really good show, um, but it's not, you know, it's not a, a movie, it's, it's just a, a show on Disney+. Plus. But anyway, this one is a, it's a prequel of sorts, not a prequel like the prequel trilogy, it's actually like an immediate prequel to the original Star Wars, so this takes place... I would say, you know, maybe a few months before the, the first movie. Um, it's these these rebels um, led by Diego Luna's character. Um, God, I forgot his name. Cassian. Cassian, thank you. Um, and, you know, he's getting help from uh, Felicity Jones's character. Her name is Jin Erso. And uh, they're basically trying to track down... Um, these the plans you know the plans that 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 they need in the the first movie to to find out what the 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 major flaw is in the death star and deliver that to the rebels anyway so it's it's about that and um you know so it's mostly new completely new characters you know characters you haven't seen before and you know a few cameos here and there from familiar faces but before we get into all that sam what did you think of rogue one i know this has a special place in your heart (laughs) Yeah, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite Star Wars movie. In my opinion, it's the best Star Wars movie <laughs> and the only Star Wars movie you need to oh, see. Oh, wow. Um, so if you're not, like, if you've never seen any of the Star Wars and you just think it's, like, dumb or whatever, I highly recommend that you at least watch the first original Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. What's it called? A New Hope or something? Well... Yeah, I mean, back in my day, it was just called Star Wars. But yes, to the new people, it's A New Hope. Yeah, the very original first Star Wars movie that was ever made. Watch that one because that gives this movie context. Like, it gives this movie purpose. So then when you watch this one, this is the one you really need to see. Because in my opinion, they nailed everything in this movie. And you don't need to be a Star Wars nerd or fanatic to enjoy this movie. Um when this first came out and you told me this was like just a side story or whatever, like Star Wars, I thought it was stupid. I was like, I don't want to see that. Like, I'm not trying to get like super into Star Wars nerd stuff. Like, like I don't care. But we watched it and it's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's just a good movie. Not the fact that it's a Star Wars movie. It's just a really entertaining, well-written, well-performed, um, just everything about it. First, you have Diego Luna, so a super handsome Mexican actor, right? He's from Mexico. Yeah, sure is. Um, so he plays the lead in this movie, right? The male lead. So already it's like awesome. And then they have Felicity Jones. She does a really good job in this movie. She's the lead female. Uh, so one of the aspects I love about this movie is that 
they don't have a love story. Like you have a, a female and a male lead and they're working together this entire movie. But there is no, they didn't make this into a love story at all. Like towards the end, they kind of like look at each other, but I don't think it's like so much in a romantic way. It's just kind of like, okay, this, you know. It's more like they've been through this this crazy thing together and they just love each other in a respectful, you know, like have a respect for each other, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's no flirting. There's, there's no kiss. Like they never kiss or anything like that. So I loved that aspect of this movie. Is that they didn't feel a need to put any kind of like, they didn't have to sexualize Felicity Jones in any way. Right. Right? They didn't make this a love story. Um, they also had a martial artist, what's his name? Uh, Danny Yen, I believe. He was amazing in this film. So he plays a blind um, character. And with his friend, I don't know what his friend's name is. Yeah, They're like partner. That's the thing with Star Wars characters; they always have like weird, these weird like alien-ish names. So you always forget what they are unless they're like the main, you know, from the main films. But yeah, I forgot their names. So he has a really cool scene where like he shows off his martial arts skills, um, and that was awesome to see. Um, they do have a comedic relief in this movie, which is a robot K twelve, I think. KS20, something like that. Yeah. But he's voiced by Alan Tudyk, who also voiced the robot in iRobot. <laughs> and he was in, um, he's probably more famously known for being in that show Firefly, the Joss Whedon show. Um, I never watched it, but he's really fun. Oh, he's also the pirate in Dodgeball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that is the only comic relief in this movie. And I know we kind of. That's like a, a pain point for us in all the star other Star Wars movies because the original Star Wars movie has funny lines. Like the characters are funny and they're witty, right? And throughout the rest of like the prequels and whatever Star Wars movie comes along, they never went back to that funny, witty, yeah. like they could never capture that that humor. This movie the characters aren't funny. Like this is a pretty serious movie. Yeah. Um, but the robot is the only comic relief. <laughs> and I think it was done perfectly yeah, because it, really was. it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like just kind of like, okay, like they're trying to be funny. It wasn't forced. Right. It was actually funny. Like not ha-ha funny, but it, it worked. <laughs> I thought it was pretty ha-ha funny. Some parts were ha-ha funny, <laughs> but it worked. Like they, yeah. they, there, it wasn't heavy. Like it was just, it was perfect. Um, and then the story <laughs> itself was just like a really cool story like it's easy to follow because i know with like the prequels we're like so confused the entire time like why why were they doing any of it um that's why i say watch the first original star wars movie because you get the point of why this movie matters and so this story um it's easy to follow there's no confusion you get what they're trying to do um it's just a really good movie and then one of the memorable lines was uh, rebellions are built on hope. Diego Luna first says that to Felicity Jones, and then uh, Felicity Jones then says it again, like later on in the movie. And I just think that's a beautiful line. Like you're right, because they're just like the rebels are feeling like defeated, right? And so they kind of question each other: Why should we even try? Why should we even do this? Why should we try to fight? Um, and you have these characters saying, "Well, we got to hope that." will be able to do this or hope that. And so they say like rebellions are built on hope because the people challenging each other, like really, like you just hope this is going to work out. And 
yeah, like rebellions are built on hope. That's the only reason we're fighting in the first place because you hope to make a difference. Um, so I just think that's a beautiful line. And that ties in with um, with the whole original Star Wars movie. That's, you know, what Princess Leia famously says about Obi-Wan Kenobi and her message. So um, I just think this movie was just well-written, well-acted, uh, put together perfectly. It's my absolute favorite. So I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, and there's also a line, you know, there's... So what's his face plays Saw Gerrera. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. And he's talking to Felicity Jones. Because Saw Gerrera is like an extremist rebel. So um, he's trying to tell Felicity, like, you know, why aren't you in this fight? Like, you should care, you know, one way or another. You can't just... Um, how, how can you stand seeing the, the Empire's flags, you know, on, on, in the streets and stuff? And she says... Well, it's not a problem if you don't look up. And so I think Sagrera and um, Diego Luna kind of point out to her, like, the rest of us don't have that privilege. Because she, she even says it like, oh, I'm not into politics. Like, I don't care about that. And so they try to tell her, like, the rest of us don't have that kind of privilege. And I like that they brought that out. And it's not so heavy, but they do make a point to say that at least twice. Like, you know, there's because there's people now where... Obviously, if something doesn't affect you, they don't care, right? Like, they don't care if if they're unbothered, they're living their lives the way they want to. They're not caring about how other people are suffering. And so I like how that they brought that out in her. Like, well, you know, there's a bunch of us who can't afford not to care or not can't afford not to fight or have a political opinion because they've been in this fight since they were kids. Like, they've lost their families to certain, you know, whatever. So I like that they brought that up as well because that's very relatable in the real world. Um, so I'm a huge fan of this Rogue One movie. This is the best movie. And I think everyone should watch this. Star Wars fans or not, you should watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say what you said and say it's the only Star Wars movie that matters, but <laughs> I'm going to say that it is the... Um, hold on, please. Vane is bothering us with some request of his. What are you, what are you looking for? This ball? Here you go. This is what you have to deal with when you have kids. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I would agree, though, that it is the best Star Wars movie since the original trilogy. Um, and, I mean, it's – I mean, I think that it makes sense that this has to do with the original trilogy. I mean, it's, it's going back to that, yeah. and it, it's, you know, it's a prequel to that trilogy. Um, but, yeah, everything you said, even right now, you, I, I didn't really thought of that that they both kind of mentioned to her like, hey, we don't have the privilege of not caring about the cause as he, as they call it. Right. Because, and it's, 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 I don't think it's a small accident that both of these characters are played by minority actors, a right. black and a, a black person and a, a Mexican uh, telling this white woman, <laughs> hey, maybe for you, this isn't a problem, but exactly. for us it is. So I think that was, that was, you, like you said, it's not even heavy because I never even picked up on it until you mentioned it, but that is pretty pretty subtle and uh, pretty meaningful, I think. But yeah, it really is. But um, yeah, aside from that, like it is. It's it's a really. I remember when it first came out. I remember when the, the ads first came out for this. I was like you. I was like, oh god, I don't want to see this. Like, I I didn't know that it was a prequel to the 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 original trilogy. I just thought it was this. 
I thought it took place during that time and it was just this other story that I didn't really care about, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I was like, this is just another cash grab from Disney. They're just going to put as much of these, as many of these Star Wars movies out as they can because it literally came out the year after um, The Force Awakens. So I was like, oh, here we go. Disney got a hold of this property. Now they're just going to start churning out these um, these uh, Star Wars movies. Excuse me. Bruce now has a request. My God. You guys, like, they wait for the time where we're recording this stuff so they can just harass us with things. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so this came out and I saw the trailer and I just, I just didn't, it didn't interest me. So it had come out. It had actually come out. We usually, usually for stuff like this, we go on like opening day and it's like, I want to see this with everybody else. Um, this came out and I was like, meh, I don't care to see it. So we'll see, like, we'll wait and see. So the reviews came out and it was actually, they were actually really good. And I was like, hmm, I guess we'll go see it. So we waited like maybe till the second or third week until it had already been out. And yeah, I remember like going, wow, this was really, really good. <laughs> Like, I loved it, and there was, um, yeah, I just loved it. I love the, like you said, the acting, the writing. Like, I love that they kind of um, retro, uh, retconned the whole, because it's always been a joke with Star Wars people that, you know, it's so funny that the the Empire builds this huge space station that's going to destroy planets, but, you know, oh, yeah, we there's this huge flaw in it, in the design, and uh, if you just shoot in there... <laughs> It's going to destroy the whole freaking thing. It's just so funny. Like, why would they leave that open? And why would they Why would they do this? Why would they leave this big flaw in there? And, of course, I love that this movie, like, retcons that to be like, yeah, that was on purpose. You see, there was this guy that helped design it. And he did not like the – you know, he was, he was uh, against the Empire. And um, he basically put this flaw in there, you know, on purpose – to help the the rebels so i like that they did that i was like oh that's pretty cool that was a pretty smart way to to kind of fix that <laughs> that problem and um and that was uh portrayed by mads Mikkelsen, who's been in um he's been in a few he was in the that james bond movie as the el chifre he's been in a lot of other stuff but um he plays felicity jones's father uh the designer of that of that aspect i guess of the death star um but yeah, the whole cast is good. Uh, like you were saying, the ro- the robot or the droid. He's an Imperial droid that's been like reprogrammed. Uh, and it's just funny. All his lines are hilarious. Like there's that one point where he's like, it's, it's like this really serious moment. And like uh, Felicity Jones' character is feeling really down because nobody, nobody wants to help her. Nobody believes her that there's this flaw. And of course, you know, her few friends are like, I believe you. And then the robot's like, I'll be there for you too, Jin. And then he pauses, and then it's like, uh, what's that guy's Cassian name? Told Ca- Cassian told me I had to, or something like that. <laughs> like you think she's? It's like this this great moment where he's like finally, finally taking to her. Yeah, it's like no, well, I was ordered to, so I'll be there for you as well, I guess. So it's just funny, like there's a little dry humor like that. Um, that he he he's probably, I think yeah, like you said, he's the only comedic aspect of this i mean everyone else has like funny lines here and there but it's mostly him that's providing the comic relief but like i was saying earlier you also get some cameos like you do see jimmy smith comes out as um bail organa i believe is his name you know he was in the prequel trilogies as the eventual like foster father i guess you'd say of of princess leia um you get 
some characters from the original trilogy. Guys, seriously, my God. We should rename this podcast as Third Row from the Front starring Bane and Bruce Wayne because they always manage to find their way into it. Anyway, I really enjoyed this movie too. Um, It's the first movie, the first Star Wars movie that since it's not one of the you know, the episodes, it doesn't open with the, the crawl and the, you know, the, the Star Wars song. So it's kind of weird already. You're like, whoa, this is weird. It, uh, it just opens. It says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then it just, um, opens to the opening shot. And you're like, whoa, that was weird. Seriously, Bruce. My God, man. Um, but yeah, everything was good about it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, there's also a cameo that I wasn't expecting um, towards the end, at the very end, actually. And it's not even the real person. I'm not going to give it away. It's not even the real person. It's like a digital recreation of that person. But it, like, it got me. It, like, got me, like, emotional at the end. I was like, <gasps> and even now, when we watched it again last night, I was just like, <sighs> it gets you every time. Even by me saying that, I'm pretty sure you're going to figure out who it is. But it was just, like, I wasn't expecting it. And... The feels. Um, but yeah, even uh, there's, there's a, certain, a few other cameos that I won't mention because I want to ruin it for you. But Wait, I want to talk about one. You want to talk about one? You know what? Okay, we'll mention it because... Are you talking about Darth Vader? Yes. Okay, so Darth Vader does come out in this and it, it is voiced by James Earl Jones, so it's a, it's a legit cameo. And um, so he comes out like towards the middle of the movie and then towards the end again because it again it, it literally is like an immediate prequel to the the first movie which is if you remember the first movie it starts with you know the that little tentative tentative four ship the ship that leia is on is being attacked by the empire and they're about to board it darth vader's about to board it because he's trying to get those plans and so this happens right before that um and man darth vader like He's like a super badass in this movie. Yeah, like they actually make him look scary. Like his entrance for all is just so cool. <laughs> like they take the time to do it right. Like you actually are scared of him when you see him appear. And that's also why I say you should watch the very first Star Wars movie at least because that literally connects mm-hmm. to that movie. Um, so you just get to see how close he was to messing up their plans and stuff. But the way they introduced Vader onto that ship and everything was scary and so cool. Like, so, so cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the prequel trilogies, they, I feel like they tried trilogy. They tried so hard to make him this cool, like conflicted badass and it didn't work. To me, it, it it actually took away from that character. I was like, well, now he seems like kind of this whiny, wimpy little... Like, he, he just yeah. doesn't seem cool at all. Uh, this movie kind of, like, reinstates him as this scary badass. Like, first of all, he boards the ship, and you don't know... You don't see it, and they're just waiting there. They're like, it's, like, dark. All the lights have gone out. And so you just see this dark... I know we've talked a lot about, like, dark shadows and corners. There's a scene where, like... It's just dark, and they're looking. the The rebels are like, "What's over there?" And then all of a sudden, you hear the the epic, you know, that famous sound of the lightsaber going on. The and it's his red lightsaber, and then you see him illuminated by it, and you're like, "Oh shoot!" And 
he takes out all these guys and he does it like in such a it's uh, you're like i know i shouldn't be cheering him on but it's such a badass moment where he's like using the force and using his lightsaber and it's the first time you've ever really seen him like that since i guess the prequel trilogies because in the original trilogy you know he's already like this old man and 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 i guess they never really had the the special effects capable of of doing what they do in this movie but they really they really make him scary and cool at yeah. the same time. So I really I really appreciated that they did that. Yeah. Um, it's also funny. It was reminding me last night as we were watching this. I was like, man, why is it that these offshoots, these off stories that aren't really about the Skywalkers um, are, so, are so much better? Like this one <laughs> and Mandalorian are so much better than anything they've put out since the original trilogy. Like it's better than the prequel trilogy. It's better than these new movies. Um, the new movies aren't bad per se, but these are definitely better. Like right. these are telling a, a, a different story. I mean, it's it's like parallel to the story that we know, but it's really good. Oh, that's what, the other thing I was gonna say. I think what makes this one so exciting is with the the Skywalker movies, you kind of know. Okay, these guys are gonna stick around. These are the main like characters. You know, these guys are safe because mm-hmm. they have to make it to the end of this trilogy. These are the main people. You know, just, that's just how the template goes. With this one, you don't know most of these – like 95% of these characters are new. Um, and so you're like, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Are they going to make it to the end? Are they? Are, what's going to happen? And that's what makes it so exciting, especially at that last, that last big scene where they're trying to get these plans. Um, you don't know if these guys are going to make it or not. And it makes it all the more thrilling because you're really – paying attention and you care about these characters instead of like oh yeah well we already know that these characters come out in the next movie so there's no stakes there it's like there's nothing to worry about because you know oh they're in the next movie well you don't know if they're not in the next movie because these are different characters so you don't know if they're going to make it or not and that's what makes it all the more thrilling i've seen this movie what like three or four times and i'm still like oh maybe the end will be different this time (laughs) but um yeah i mean i'm not going to give anything away but each character has there's what there's a, a total of one, two, three, four, five. There's like six of these main characters, this little rebel group, um, and you don't know what's going to happen to them by the end. And if you know, you know they're going to succeed in getting those plans to the the the, re- the rebellion, obviously, because that that leads into the next movie. But you don't know what their fates are, and that's what makes it all the more interesting as well. Oh, what's his face <clears throat> in this movie too? The one from that Deaf Drummer movie. Yeah, Riza Med, he plays one of the the rebels. He actually plays a an imperial pilot who defected and um joined the or you know, he's 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 part of the the rebellion. So, um and he's good in this movie too. Yeah, he's really good. The whole cast is good. Um yeah, Danny Yen and I forget the other guy's name. I I feel bad for not knowing his name, but those those I love that pair cuz they're like this they watch they watch each other's back like the blind guy is really good at martial arts and the other guy's really good with a gun so whatever he can't take out with his his cane and his martial arts power, uh you know abilities the other guy takes out with his that like huge gun that he wears like he has a backpack for it and yeah. everything but yeah really really great movie it really is to me like i said it's the best movie since the original trilogy the best star wars related movie yeah. since the original trilogy it's well done it's not corny. It's well made. It's a, it's an it's adventurous and it tells a really good story. Um, oh, that's the other thing I was gonna say. I love that because the original movies. You gotta th- remember, like the original Star Wars came out in nineteen seventy seven, 
So even though this was supposed to be this kind of other other galaxy and, you know, it's supposed to be kind of otherworldly, everyone, because it was made in the late 70s, most of the men especially, like, they have those, like, 70s haircuts. So they have the sideburns and the, the mustaches and the 70s hairdos. Um, so I love that they kept that with these characters. Like, even Diego Luna's character, he has he has kind of a beard, but it's a really pronounced mustache. And a lot of the, the characters, especially at the Rebel base, they have the, the sideburns and the 70s kind of hairdos. So they kept that aesthetic. And so it really feels like you're watching those same people that were in the original movies. Sometimes I was like, did they get the same actors? But I was like, no, they'd be like really old by now. They just got actors that either looked like those characters or they, they a lot of it was in the wardrobe and the, the hairdos. So I really thought that was a neat touch because it's not like obvious, it's not like over the top, but it's, it's still there. You can definitely see it in their like hairstyles and everything. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. It keeps you in that that same time frame. It doesn't. It's not jarring. Like the prequel trilogies to me were always jarring because I'm like, well, this looks. This doesn't look like it's, it happened before the original trilogy. Because <laughs> in the original trilogy, everything had that like practical effects look. Like it looks like stuff that somebody had a junkyard and they grabbed a bunch of crap and they're like, all right, let's make this. This is part of the ship. Like that's how it looked. It had that worn in look. Whereas the prequel trilogy, everything had that CGI like really shiny sheen to it so it looked new it didn't look like it was supposed to be before it wasn't supposed to be like years and years before oh that's another thing i wanted to point out and i apologize because you're not going to care but in the force awakens review i said it had been oh it's been about what 23 years or something since the original movie um like between 80 1983 and 2015 i'm really bad at math that's it's not 23 years that's like 30 what 32 years so yeah, I, I said that a few times on the other podcast, and I apologize. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, really, I really recommend this this movie. Like Sam said, if you really don't care to watch all of the Star Wars movies, just watch the first one, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and then you can just watch this prequel, and you, you'll be good. You'll, you'll at least you'll have a taste for what Star Wars is about. And you'll be like, you know what? I saw those two movies. They were pretty good, especially that last one. Um, and you can at least get a, a a glimpse into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, highly recommended. Great, great movie. Just overall, like I don't, I don't have any complaints really over it. I think you had one. You had one of those complaints. It was like a, it's a typical movie complaint where you're like, what? How is that possible? Like, how did they do this? But, you know, that, that's the movies for you. But other than that, everything else is just really good about this movie. So highly recommended from both of us. Um, I'm, I know it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I own it, but, I'm, you know, you can watch it on Disney+, Plus as well. So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, I think that wraps it up for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And then the next one's going to be episode eight which is the last jedi we'll talk about that one that one's controversial so <laughs> we'll get into that when we watch it so follow us on instagram at third row from the front and let us know what movies you want us to watch and review yeah you do that and until next time we'll see you on the third row from the front bye, bye.